Hello, welcome to Healing Modern Day Eve's Infidelity, a place where we discuss the emotional struggles women face after their affair ends and how to heal from the destruction infidelity brings into our lives. Hi, my name is Stacy, and I will be your host. So, do you ever find it hard to have sex with your spouse since your affair ended? Have you ever found yourself running to the bathroom after sex and crying your eyes out on the bathroom floor? If you answer yes to these, or you know that you have had some struggles with wanting to have sex with your husband since your affair ended, this podcast is for you. Okay, so let's get into it. Now, I'm going to be completely vulnerable with you guys because I want you to know that you are not alone. Um, so I, I don't want to just say, hey, these are some struggles that my clients went through or and they're going through. I also want to let you guys know that this was something that I struggle with. Um, it was not easy for me to begin a, you know, like a healthy sex life after my affair ended. I just didn't have any interest in having sex. Um, now I did decide, hey, I want to, you know, I want to rebuild my marriage. I want to stay with my family. I want to stay with my husband. Um, I do still love him. Maybe not um, the way he wants me to, you know, right now, but I did still love him. And that, you know, that was my thought process, you know, so I'm going to try, I'm going to try to you know, make this marriage work and repair the damage and fix what was messed up before the affair, you know, all of the stuff that comes with marriage recovery. So I was completely on board with all of that. Um, I didn't really have a lot of reservations about it, but when it came time to actually have sex, that was a different story for me. Now I was okay with talking you know, being friends with my husband, hanging out, going on dates, laughing, joking, cuddling on the sofa. I was okay with that to a certain extent. But, you know, sex was just, uh, you know, I'm just not, I'm just not really wanting to do this. Now, I will say that when I did actually have the desire to have sex, you know, physically, I wanted, you know, to have sex. Um, afterwards, I would usually just start crying for nothing. It was almost kind of like just an emotional reaction, you know, um, just tears would just start flowing out of my eyes and I just couldn't understand why that would happen. So I usually would have to jump up and, you know, go to the bathroom and wipe my eyes or try to stop the tears from flowing. And it, it was just an awful time for me. So even when I was excited, you know, to say, hey, let's start, you know, rebuilding the physical part of our relationship, I still would find myself suffering afterwards, you know, with uncontrollable tears. So my clients asked me, okay, you know, they'll tell me, well, Stacey, how did you get through it? Can I get through it? What's going on with me? So I wanted to address some of those concerns in this podcast. I want to talk about why it's hard to get you know, why is it hard to have sex? Where's the attraction? You know, what's going on? Why do I feel this way? Will it come back? You know, how do I get through it? That type of thing. So today we're going to talk about why it's hard. Why do you struggle with 
having sex. And, you know, this applies for men too. If there are any men out listening out there, you may find it hard to have sex with your wife after your affair ended. So it's completely normal. I just want to say that you're not crazy. You're not losing your mind. This is something normal that we all go through and it, it really does need to be addressed. It's not something, I mean, you can shove it down, you can push it aside, but it's, I've learned the hard way. It's always better to just face what you're feeling because when you face it, then you can solve it. So let's talk about some of the reasons why sex is a big deal or why sex is hard after an affair ends. So one of the reasons is post-traumatic stress syndrome. So it is traumatic. It's traumatic for the betrayed spouse when they found out about infidelity and it's traumatic for the unfaithful spouse who has built up an emotional connection with their affair partner and now it's over. So anytime you you know, experience a loss in your life, you're experiencing grief and grief is painful and it's traumatizing and, you know, you're afraid of losing what, you know, your comfort zone, you're afraid of losing that place of escape, that place that you built together. And now, you know, you're also maybe experienced losing it. So that's all traumatic on our emotions. It affects our emotions. And when things affect our emotions, they affect our sex drive, you know, and especially if we're going through the stages of grief and we get to that stage of depression and we get stuck in that, that's going to affect our sex drive. It's going to make us not have the desire to have sex. You know, it gives us a low libido and it's all, you know, our brain takes all of its energy and all of its focus and puts it on healing the pain that you're feeling, you know, the pain of the affair ending the pain of the struggle with the marriage, all of that. So your brain at that moment is taking all of your energy and it's focusing it on getting you better, healing your heart. And some of that energy it's taking is from your sex drive, is from your libido. It's, you know, you're, it just pulls from other areas. So you will see a decrease, you know, in your libido and your desire to want to be with your husband, which I, you know, it's the same thing. So another thing is relationship burnout. Now you don't hear about this a lot, or at least I didn't hear about it a lot. Let me say that. Um, I didn't even know what it was. So relationship burnout just means that you are experiencing exhaustion, you know, and it's from the, so when I say exhaustion, think of exhaustion as maybe lack of motivation, maybe a loss of interest. So, you know, when we talk about sex, we talk about a loss of interest, a loss of attraction, a loss of, hey, I just don't want to do it. So all of that is coming from relationship burnout. And when we experience relationship burnout, it usually means we have been working too hard. Now we have to, you know, we have to rewind a little bit. We have to go back to before the affair started because, you know, you might think, well, hey, this the affair feels good. I shouldn't be in relationship burnout that was actually helping me but we have to go back that's why we need to go back so before the affair you may have been fighting for your marriage in a you know not in an all-out way where you guys were hey let's go to therapy and I mean you could have been doing that too but anytime you're fighting for your marriage fighting to get attention from your husband fighting for him to spend time with you or fighting, you know, like, hey, I don't feel connected to you. And there's that inner turmoil inside of you. We're not connected. I don't know what's going on. 
you know, and there's a struggle, like, why don't I feel something for you? Why am I not in love with you? That is a struggle. That is, hey, you're not necessarily working hard as a couple, but you're inside, like internally, you're working hard to stay connected to someone. You're working hard to find feelings of love for your spouse when they're, you know, doing everything they can to drive you crazy in your eyes. You know, they're doing all the things wrong. You're magnifying all of that. You're seeing all of that. They're not giving you their attention that you need. You're operating out of core wounds. It's just a lot of stuff that's going on right before the fair even happens. And it could have been going on for a while. For example, for me, it had been going on for a couple of years. I felt like I had been trying with my marriage for a couple of years before I even had the affair. Now, if he was to ask my husband that, he would he was completely in shock because he thought the marriage was fine. But inside of me, there was a battle going on. There was a struggle. And that's where the relationship burnout starts. So then when we end the affair and we're trying to rebuild the marriage, it's very draining on us emotionally because not only are we suffering from the struggle internally we had before the affair, now we have the affair on top of it. That emotional roller coaster, you know, that ended, that, you know, grief and and the guilt and the lies and all of that emotional stuff that was going on, now that's ended. Now there's a struggle there. And when the affair ends, we go through a lot of things emotionally where we're constantly asking questions. Is he thinking about me? Did he get over me this quickly? What's going on with him? Is he going to come back? Does he love his wife now? Does he have a new girlfriend? You know, why did he do this? Why did he do that? Was the affair real? You know, we have all of this, all of this going on in our head. And this becomes, again, an internal struggle that we're fighting with emotionally within ourselves now we have to rebuild the marriage. So now comes the pressure, you know, so each, each of these things is layers, you know, before the marriage, after the affair, now rebuilding the marriage. And all of this has to do with emotional relationship issues. And it just starts to pile on top of us. And even though, like I said a minute ago, even though the affair might seem like a relief, it might seem like that great escape, you know, and it might make you happy for a while. And you do experience that joy where you're like, oh my God, I feel alive. And I haven't felt alive in so long. Even though you might feel like that, there's still subconsciously, you know, okay, this isn't right. I have to sneak around. I have to lie. I'm, you know, I'm telling all these lies. He's telling all these lies. We could get caught this and that. And that weighs on your emotions as well, subconsciously. So think about it like this. When a normal relationship ends, some of us move on fairly quickly. You know, like if you're, nobody is seeing anybody outside of marriage or you're just in a regular relationship, people get divorced, people break up, some people move on quickly and they want to jump back into a new relationship. But some people have a hard time jumping back into a new relationship right away and that's okay. And that's for us also. That's something we have to think about. A lot of times I noticed um, with the stigma surrounding infidelity that it's not, it's not encouraged for us as the unfaithful to focus on healing ourselves. We are expected to get over the affair partner, 
get back together with our husband and everything be fine. We're not expected to grieve and we better not grieve. We better just suck it up. It's our fault. Everybody's hurt. It was our decision, our responsibility. So how dare you have any other feelings? And a lot of times this is the position that we take. We think, okay, I don't have a right to heal. I don't have a right to feel grief. I don't have a right to miss my affair partner. All I have to do is somehow force myself back into a relationship with my husband, force myself to feel something, you know, feel guilty for the rest of my life for this mistake, that type of thing. That's the position we take and we never really heal. So I want to tell you that it's okay to take that time to heal because if you don't, actually, you won't be able to get back to a healthy relationship with your husband. You won't be able to get back to a healthy, fulfilling sex life or you won't even be able to get back to a healthy lifestyle where you can feel free that you're not walking around with a big X on your chest because you had an affair. So just know that it's normal to feel like, hey, I don't want to jump back into this right now. And it's okay. You want to go slow. You want to give yourself that time to heal. Now, I want to give you some signs of burnout after infidelity. So number one, you feel cynical or pessimistic about love. You may feel like your spouse, you know, wants change or won't change and you never will feel love again. So if you feel like, if you look at your marriage and think, okay, he's never going to change and he may not be changing right now, but you're thinking he's never going to change. I'm never going to feel in love with him. I'm never going to feel love again. Like I did with my affair partner. My life is over. That's pretty much a pessimistic, you know, attitude, and that will definitely keep your sex drive at a minimal. That will keep you from having the hope that you can rebuild something that you want. Um, and hope is what helps us to pursue our dreams. So if you have a dream, and you might not look at it like this as a dream, but if you have just a little dream inside of you that, hey, I want my marriage to work. Hey, I want to love him again. Hey, I want to be attracted to him again. If you have that hope, that's great because now you can pursue that knowing that, yeah, you can come out of this. But if you look at it from that pessimistic side, like I will never, you will believe whatever you tell yourself. You know, so when you say you will never, you're putting yourself in a box. So that's one sign. The next sign is you only remember the bad parts of the marriage. We feel this way normally because of dopamine causing us to rewrite history after an affair ends. This feeling becomes magnified. So we already got, you know, things chemically in our minds working against us when it comes to being attracted to our husband, you know, with the affair, because, you know, we have to elevate the affair partner and we have to decrease our husband. So you already have that going for you. And with, you know, after the affair ends, you still have that view of your husband that takes a little while to change. Um, and there are reasons that you are looking at your husband like this. Um, number three, you are not excited about rebuilding the marriage. And like I said earlier, you don't have that hope because you feel like it's, you know, hopeless. It's useless. It's not going to work. It may never work. Um, and just having a poor outlook and telling yourself it will never work will cause you to not even try or give 100% or 50% to even trying to make things work because you just already 
have, you know, decided your future that it's never going to be that way again. So your body and your chemicals and your emotions and all that are going to line up with what you believe. And that's what happens. And that's some of the reasons that you're feeling the way that you're feeling. Um, you know, and like, and you feel emotionally exhausted. Sometimes we're in a place where I just can't give any more and sex falls into that. I can't give any more because, and I can't even give sex because sex is emotional. Even if you don't think it is, even if you just think, hey, we're just having sex, it's just physical. There's still an emotional aspect that's connected to it. And being in relationship burnout, you can definitely experience emotional exhaustion and it's going to cause you to not want to have sex with your husband. So, you know, before the affair, we were having problems and those problems don't go away because the affair ends. It takes work and we have to address the areas where we lost attraction and connection to our spouse. Yes, you can become attracted to your spouse. It's a process though. You know, so that's what I was talking about. There's some areas, there's some things that causes us to lose attraction to our spouse. And there's some ways to fix all of this. Um, it's a process. And I, when I say a process, it's because I had to go through the process. I had to do it. I had to do the work. I had to ask myself the hard questions and look at my husband and look at my marriage and say, what do I want? Do I want the same thing I had before the affair? If not, what can I do? What's my part that I can play to make it better? And I had to let go of my fairy tale fantasy of what love really looks like. You know, I grew up on Cinderella. And I'm a hopeless romantic. I love romance stories. Um, but in real life, they don't always play out like that. You know, in Cinderella movies, they just show you, oh, yeah, she got with the prince and everything. She lives happily ever after. Okay, what about the in-between when she had kids and she had work and her husband was aggravating her? I mean, what, what happens in the, those times? How does she deal with it to get to her happily ever after? Well, you know, that's something I had to learn. I had to let go of some of my fantasies of what I thought marriage was going to look like and what I thought feeling in love was supposed to be like every day. Um, so my husband and I, we just, you know, celebrated our 21st um, anniversary. So, you know, we look back and we're like, wow, we've been through so much together in the last 21 years. It doesn't seem like it's been 21 years to us, but we've learned a lot. And I can definitely tell you that falling in love with your spouse is a daily thing. You know, it's, um, it's a choice. Once dopamine settles out after a couple of years and contentment kicks in, it's a choice. It, it, love and happy marriage and all of that is really a choice. But, okay, so if you are curious how to regain your attraction for your husband, I can definitely help you with that. I help my clients with that when we, when we get to that section, actually. Um, we work through the sexual issues that they face, um, and I would be happy to help you. So you can sign up with me for a free one-on-one 30-minute chat through my website, which is www.moderndayeve.com. Um, you can find me that way. You can also find me on Instagram. My handle is moderndayeve.com all across the board. So all the social medias, that's where you could find me. So I wanted to thank you for sharing your time with me today. I hope this helped you. I hope to bring some clarity. I hope you feel like you're not going crazy. And most of all, I hope that it encourages you to have a dream for your future. 
to believe that things can get better, to believe that you can come out of infidelity, you and your husband, better than you did before. I am a living testimony of that, guys. I mean, I believe that I, my husband and I, we say we're walking miracles all the time because infidelity doesn't affect us anymore in the negative. We don't carried around thinking that we're not the same people anymore, that it's totally affected us in a negative way. We don't. We say it has affected us in a positive way, that we have actually grown. We've grown closer together. We love each other more. Our marriage is better. And that's because you can actually take the affair and use it to your advantage. You know, God says that he takes everything that's meant for your harm and turns it around for your good. And I can testify and see that that is true. I really believe he has turned this around for our good. And I know he wants to do it for you as well. So please have hope. Um, I encourage you, if you are a Christian and you're away from God, go back home. He is waiting for you with open arms. He is ready to heal you and help you get out of this bad situation. If you're not a Christian, I always suggest, hey, why not give Jesus a chance? If anything else is not working for you, I definitely know that he will. Um, you know, without him, I would not be here today. I, I just wouldn't. And I know it. So that is the end of this show for today. Please stay tuned next time. Um, and feel free to email me if you have any questions at Stacy at moderndayeve.com. And until then, be blessed. And remember, your past does not define your future. And you are not your mistakes, beautiful one. I'll see you next time. Bye.